JT DeBolt with you today for the True Driven Podcast, the podcast for the few, the true, the driven, those amazing people we call the True Driven, and I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble, thanks as always for joining us here, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, appreciate you guys following us, make sure you turn on those notifications so that you can be the first to know and stay in the know when we drop new information to you. And as always, thank you for sharing this message far and wide. Appreciate the support. I appreciate the support more than you know. Especially when it comes to things like we're talking about today. I think it's a topic that is applicable to all my true driven leaders out there and anybody who aspires to be. Anybody who's in a leadership position, whether you're showing up as a leader or not, this is super important. And by the way, let me just talk about that last little comment that I made. You can be in a leadership position, but still not be showing up as a leader. I think everybody gets this, but let's just talk about this for a second. There's plenty plenty of examples of this. Politicians are a great one. They're an easy target, so that's how come you always hear me kind of beating up on them. But the point is, is that you can be in a position, and it can happen in business, it can happen in a corporate setting, it can happen in anything, a civic setting, where there is a person in a position of leadership, which means that there's a high expectation from those around them, and typically those who are impacted by their presence and by their actions and their behavior and their performance, there's an expectation by those people that the person in that leadership position is going to behave like a leader. Yet, how often... Do we see those people coming up short in their behavior as a leader? Now, I'm not talking about everything you touch turn into gold. I'm not saying that if you are a leader, you have to be perfect. In fact, far from it. You guys have heard me say it's my personal quote that I made up years ago. Don't be perfect. Just be awesome. It's a JT to bold original because I truly believe it. I think you can be awesome. In fact, if you... Focus more on being awesome, playing to your strengths, playing to who you truly are authentically as a person and as a leader. You don't have to worry about perfect because perfectionism is a is a amateur move. The idea that you can be perfect or have to be perfect. That's unfortunately a small way of thinking. The big way of thinking, or at least the bigger, the more effective way of thinking, the way leaders, true driven leaders have to perform is to think not about perfection, but about being awesome at the level that they can be at every single day and pushing themselves, pushing their own boundaries of their awesomeness to show up to that. And that's kind of a recurring theme here, right? That higher performance behavior, that higher performance belief system. That's what we have to have as true driven. It's not about being perfect. And especially as leaders, it's not, it's not important. In fact, it's not possible. So when we look at somebody and they have flaws and they have failures as a leader, we can accept that. And as a leader, when we do fail, when we do come up short, and we will, we have to be prepared to respond 
in an appropriate fashion. How we hold ourselves accountable as leaders speaks volumes about who we are as that leader. Are we filling that leadership position or are we holding that position and just basically taking up space? The challenge that I think a lot of people have is a misconception. They think, well, that person's in a leadership position, therefore they are a leader. Well, I've got three three word phrases that if they're missing, you'll know right away that that person is not showing up and behaving as a leader. Even if they're in a leadership position. They're just kind of filling that space, filling that void, collecting the paycheck, but they're not really leading. And especially, look, they'll just call it what it is, especially in politics, people will adore somebody who is not behaving as a leader, even though they're in a leadership position because it's identity politics. So they're just going to root for that person because it's this kind of cult of personality. Whether the person's a leader or not, they're like, well, that's a leader. And then they start really misconstruing that definition and thinking that's how other people in different leadership positions need to behave is like my favorite politician over here who's a complete scumbag. Identity politics at its finest. The cult of personality, as we say, that is not what we're talking about. That's not leadership. So let's scrub that for two seconds and talk about what it is. This concept of holding ourselves accountable is super important. And these three phrases I'm going to share with you are an excellent way to do that. If you can use these three phrases appropriately and train yourself to not just understand what they mean, but what they stand for, you can leverage these to become not just accountable, but also to become the best version of yourself as a leader, the best leader possible on a continual basis. These three phrases will actually help you grow your leadership faster and more sustainable. I want to go back just two seconds what I was talking about with this concept of accountability. Because again, just like the concept of leadership, accountability can sometimes be misunderstood. It can be misconstrued. A lot of times I've found people that come to me, entrepreneurs will say, hey, I need accountability. Can you be my accountability partner? When people say that to me, instantly I know they have like, perhaps misunderstood what accountability truly is. It's an opportunity to help them better understand that. That initial request, hey, can you be my accountability partner, may be accurately placed. It might be a great question, but first we have to figure out, is this person asking for what they think they're asking for? Do they fully understand, in other words, what true accountability is? Because if we think accountability comes from outside, external to us, we've lost the game already. And we're going to continue to get our asses kicked until we can get ourselves reoriented with what the truth about accountability actually is. Accountability, I like to think of accountability as kind of a two-way street. It's like an open loop, or I should say a closed loop, rather. Yeah, you can have an accountability partner or a source of, you know, an external source that, that feeds back to you to help keep you accountability or accountable. But see, that's the key to it. 
that accountability person or that accountability group, whatever that thing is, accountability partner, they're meant to keep you accountable, to hold you accountable. But the accountability actually starts with you, with us, the leader. We have to be able to, on a moment-to-moment basis, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, until we take our last breath, we have to be able to hold ourselves accountable first. It begins with us. So if accountability is a closed loop where it's a cycle, it's coming back and forth, it starts with us and then it bounces off our accountability partner or accountability team or whatever that thing might be so that it can come back to us. So if a person comes to you and says, hey, I need you to hold me accountable for this, we have the first test and say, what part of this do you actually own? Because I'm not going to be a babysitter. The difference between an accountability partner and a babysitter is a babysitter is just watching for you to fuck up, waiting for you to step out of line, keeping you safe so that you can go willy-nilly and do whatever you need to do. And then if you fuck up, well, they didn't hold me accountable. They didn't stop me. And that's the way a lot of people behave. In fact, we got ourselves into a lot of trouble in society over the last couple of years because a lack of accountability. And where did it come from? It came from really piss poor examples of people in, quote, leadership positions who were not behaving as leaders. So we're going to stop all this bullshit, plant our foot in the ground, get some stability and start acting like fucking leaders right now. And here's how we're going to do this. These three, three word phrases, when you adopt them and start to put them into practice, will help you keep yourself accountable It'll help any kind of an accountability team, whether that's one person or many, keep you accountable. But more importantly, it's going to be a positive feedback loop. And what I mean by positive feedback loop is you're contributing, they're contributing, and it starts to grow and it starts to become stronger in and of itself. Not it's their responsibility to hold me accountable. I'm going to do me. And if I step out of line, they'll tell me. No, no, no. Or I'm going to let them hold me accountable. They're responsible for keeping me safe, for keeping me fed, for keeping me okay, to good, good to go. And if everybody else just falls in line and complies with that, then we'll be fine. And if they don't, then it's their, it's their fault that I'm, my life is, is fucked up or my health is fucked up or whatever. That's not accountability. That's being lazy. True leaders, true driven leaders know there is no time There is no space. There is no energy to be used in in shedding blame, pointing fingers. It's on us. It's on our shoulders. These three phrases are going to help you stay on track with that belief system, with that behavior pattern. So, so often we hear this where somebody comes up and they'll ask you for help. Or they'll ask you for the answer. If you're in a leadership position, people are constantly counting on you, right? Like 24-7. But what happens when you don't have the answer? What happens when you're just as lost as they are and you feel like, well, they're counting on me. I guess I have to give them something to go on. Have you ever had that experience where as a leader, you feel like the burden is on your shoulders? 
you have to have all the answers all the time. And hey, listen, if you've ever experienced that, that is one of the biggest things that causes people to stop dead in their tracks with moving forward with their careers, starting businesses, even sometimes starting relationships. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. Maybe I need to go back to school and get a degree. Maybe I need to take that course. Maybe I need to sit through another webinar. Maybe I need to buy another book. Maybe I need to do this or that because, quote, I'm not ready. Listen, my friend, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to be ready to have kids. You're never going to be ready to to make the commitment. You're never going to be ready to launch the business. You're never going to be ready to put the book out there. You're never going to be fully ready, ever. It's more about preparedness. It's more about having your ducks in a row. It's more about doing your homework and doing all the things that you can do that are inside your circle of control. We talked a lot about this in a previous episode. My point is this. If you can get this one phrase, this very first phrase locked into your head in moments where you truly feel like, hey, I don't have the answers. I don't have the plan. I don't know what I'm doing here or what to do next. This one phrase will save your butt and more importantly, keep and if not earn you some respect from those who follow you and look to you for those answers. The first phrase, that three word phrase is, I don't know. I don't know. This was taught to me when I was a naval aviator. I had an amazing commanding officer. And I had spent four years as an enlisted guy, meaning I worked on airplanes. I worked my way up through the ranks. And now I was in a leadership position leading those people in those ranks. But for officers, that's not always the case. People will come in. Their tradition is they'll come right off the street, go to college, go to the academy, go through some sort of an officer candidate school, officer accession program, and they'll become officers after a period of, you know, a few days or a few months, 90 days or, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, poof, they're in charge of people, but they have no practical life experience leading others. Again, they're in a leadership position, but they're not behaving as a leader. And then all of a sudden, crunch time happens and people turn to them for an answer they don't have. And then what happens next? They start talking out of their ass, start saying shit that makes no sense. Maybe you've seen this before, maybe recently. People in leadership positions talking what almost comes out as gibberish. You can tell they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's almost like the person that didn't do their homework assignment, their book, you know, their book report. And now they're standing in front of the class, making it up as they go. You can tell they didn't read the book. That is unacceptable as a leader. We can't behave that way. We have to hold ourselves to a higher standard of accountability and say, I don't know. Even if it's painful to admit, even if we are paid to know, even if we are counted on to know, even if we had plenty of time to prepare and be, quote, ready, but we didn't take it. We didn't take that opportunity to prepare ourselves and get the knowledge that we had to have. It's in that moment we have to have the courage and the leadership to say, I don't know. I don't know. Now, you might be asking yourself, JT, what then? Because saying I don't know in my job, my position, ain't going to hack it. Okay, great. Welcome to the party, by the way. 
Most people in leadership positions, if you're going to show up as a leader and you say, I don't know, you better fucking figure it out because you are in that position for a reason, not just because of what you're getting paid. You're in that position because the game is on the line, whatever that game might be, business, whatever the thing, whatever the setting you're in, the game is on the line as far as your position is, is, is concerned. Your responsibility to that group, to that organization, to that group is predicated on your ability to come up with answers. So if you're asked for it or you don't know, the answer is, I don't know, but I will find out. I had a commanding officer who taught me this. It was amazing. I felt like I knew quite a bit coming up through the ranks. And I felt like, hey, I had the benefit of those four years of, of working down in the trenches working with the enlisted troops, being an enlisted troop. And yes, it did give me a head and shoulders above a lot of my peers initially, because frankly, I had that experience. I had the maturity, for lack of a better term, just more years on planet Earth, more left turns around the sun to say, hey, I've experienced this. So when somebody would come to me and say, hey, sir, what do you think about this? Hey, Lieutenant, what do you think about this? I could say, I don't know but let me find out. But I had to learn that actual lesson from one of my amazing commanding officers. He was one of the finest leaders I ever had the privilege to serve under. And I used to say, well, and I would come in there and kind of give him this bullshit answer. And he knew straight through it. And he would stop me and say, JT, you don't know what you're talking about, do you? I'm like, not really. And he's like, well, then don't bullshit me. I don't have fucking time for it. And it degrades you as a leader. Admit you don't know it, but tell me you're going to find out. What I need to hear from you is, I don't know, sir, but I will find out for you. I will find that answer. You will find that most people, even in today's society where everybody is so fucking short-triggered, man. So short-triggered to get defensive, right? Have you noticed that? Even in that setting that we seem to be rapidly accelerating into more and more every single moment of every single day, even in that setting, people will give you the grace when you fuck up, but you have to admit it early and you have to admit it from a place of truly meaning it, having the courage and the honesty with yourself first, but then also with the people around you to say, I don't know, but I will find out if you can adopt that phrase. Everything changes for you as a leader. You take steps, leaps, and bounds in your growth. But being able to say, I don't know, takes an amazing amount of strength. It takes courage, but it also takes the ability to own that you aren't prepared. And listen, you're going to be placed as a leader, and sometimes you're going to get blindsided with shit. I don't know. Is a great way to say, oh, let's everything slow down. I don't know comma, but let me go find out. Let me find out the answer. Let me find out the cause of this. Let me get more information. Let me investigate this just a little bit is a great follow-up to, I don't know, because by the way, I don't know is not enough. I don't know. That's not accountability. That's not ownership. It's being truthful. The question is, what are you going to do about it? That's what people are asking. Okay, leader, what are you going to do about it? And that's one of the biggest issues we have right now with people in leadership positions who are seen as leaders but not showing up as leaders is they won't admit that they don't know. They won't admit that they're wrong because of ego, because of fear, because of insecurity, because of all kinds of bullshit, right? But here's the deal. 
as a society, as followers, we have to also say, listen, I can appreciate you can't have all the answers all the time. We got to take that pressure off of people. We have to get very clear on the fact that that our leaders that we look to aren't always going to have the answer. Okay, fair enough. You don't know. Fair. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. But now what? And we have to hold them accountable to come back to us with a solid answer, not some bullshit, right? So understand this. This applies to both us as true driven leaders. We have to hold ourselves accountable and say, I don't know. Have the courage to, and the willingness to be able to admit, I don't know. But then immediately have the ownership to say, and I will find out. Because just saying I don't know is not good enough when you're in a leadership position, if you truly want to behave as a leader. Phrase number two, and this one, this one is perhaps the toughest one. This is I kind of alluded to it a second ago. This one's the toughest one. And if you've ever been in a relationship, you know how hard this one is to phrase. This phrase is to speak. But it's exceptionally difficult for leaders because there's so much pressure on us to perform. There's so much pressure on us to get it right. There's so much pressure on us to show up and deliver. So this one might be the most absent, the rarest form of a, of a leadership statement. The statement is, I was wrong. Three powerful words that demonstrate the strength of a leader's character. I was wrong. Hey guys, initially I told you that we were going to do X, Y, and Z. I promised you that we were going to have this result. I was wrong. Can you imagine if that phrase had been said more by people in leadership positions over the last several years, and it doesn't matter what time frame, it could be the last several days, last several weeks, last, last several months, could be last several decades, doesn't really matter. But it, can you imagine if the people we trust that we hold in a position of leadership were able to come out and actually say, I was wrong? How different would the world look? How much more how much faster could we get ourselves back on track? How much less pain and destruction would we have toward each other if we had the courage and the leadership and the fucking strength to admit that we're wrong? Can't do it though, is it? It's just so fucking hard to say those words. It's so painful to admit. And sometimes it's painful to admit to the people we love the most. Hey, I was wrong. And yet, it's probably three of the most powerful words that you as a leader can say to the people who are counting on you. Again, you have to admit it. Or you, you have to own it, rather. Not just admit it. You can't just say, hey, I was wrong, and then th- have it be a throwaway conversation or a throwaway comment. It's something that you have to be prepared to back up. I was wrong, and here's how. Here's what I've learned. I was wrong, and I apologize. Man, that's tough. Imagine, can you imagine a politician saying that? That'd be crazy. You'd probably like, oh my God, are we living in an alternate universe, <laughs> right? 
My point is this. A true leader will admit they're wrong. A true leader will actually apologize for their gaffe. A true leader will own their mistakes. So we have to hold that person, that position accountable for that. Whether they say they're sorry or not, it's not really important. But, whether, but for them to at least admit that they were wrong. That's a big first step. And here's the, here's the key. Look at any instance in your life where you've seen somebody fuck up publicly. Or at least where you knew they blew it. And then have them, when that person turned around and said, hey, listen, I was wrong. What did that do for you about them in your eyes? Like meaning, did, you, did it elevate them in your mind? Did it elevate you in, in, did it elevate them in their, in your eyes rather? Did you see them as a different person, as a different level of a leader? Chances are pretty high you did. You might've seen, you know, famous people, not so famous people, people you love, people you know, who blew it, screwed up big time and said, I was wrong. I apologize. All of a sudden, instantly, doesn't it begin to heal? Doesn't it begin to repair? Doesn't it begin to at least open the door for progress? The answer unequivocally is going to be yes. And the only time it's no is when we behave as a victim and hold the trauma. Now, listen, that can take as long or as short as we need it to. But just know that that's the other side to this. If somebody wrongs us and then admits, hey, I was wrong whether they apologize or not, we have the opportunity in that place to begin to heal and open the door for progress, or we can stay stuck as a victim and stuck in our trauma and stuck in our story, which is a whole nother leadership conversation in and of itself, but it's still a leadership principle. You can better lead yourself. You can have better personal leadership by saying to yourself in an instance, whether you're on the receiving end or the delivery end of the fuck up, I was wrong. I apologize. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's what I learned from that. Or I'm still figuring this out. If if you're on the delivery end of it, that's where as a leader you have to be. On the receiving end, as a leader, you have to be willing to say, I accept your apology. I'm sorry that this happened as well, but you know what? It's time to move on. And it's not even, by the way, it's not even about saying, I'm sorry. It's about really, truly, authentically being in a place of contrition, to be contrite about something, to demonstrate that you learned the lesson that you observed and took on that other person's pain, that other party's pain and realized, man, this was a fuck up. This was an infraction and I had a part in this. That's important. So whether you say it or not, it's about how you move forward because you could say, hey, I'm sorry, but not really actually mean it, right? You've seen this too. Probably been a part, probably been the receiving end of that. Somebody does you wrong, has some half-assed apology, doesn't really mean it. They just kind of say it to grease the skids and get past that conversation so they can move on to the next thing. We have to, as leaders, know the difference between a true apology and true ownership and somebody who's just paying us lip service. But this second phrase is key and essential to admit I was wrong. Those three words speak volumes about our character as leaders. Now, this third phase or phrase, I should say, super important because we can say, listen, you can see somebody 
who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. You can see somebody who is clearly out of their league. They screwed up and they, they're, they're, they're making mistakes left and right. If somebody says, look, I don't know. I was wrong. That's not enough. As a leader, it's not enough. As a leader, we don't, we can't just get by on saying, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I was wrong. Sorry. The next question or the next phrase that comes out of our mouth reinforces the strength of leadership that's required to fulfill on those expectations of the people who follow us. That amazing responsibility that we get as leaders on a daily basis. That next phrase, that third phrase is here's what the, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do next. Here's the plan. So if you don't know what you're doing and you say, listen, I don't know. I was wrong. I thought I had this plan in place. I thought this initial thing was what we were going to do. I thought this was going to help build revenue. I thought this was going to help, you know, uh, reduce cost or whatever it is. Or listen, we had this plan. We thought it was going to help be the, you know, uh, benefit the public at large. I was wrong. I know better now. I was, I was wrong. I thought we were going to do this right. I didn't know what I, I don't know what I didn't know. And here's the plan. Here's the plan tells the people around you that you have truly taken the lesson on board. Here's the plan is a phrase that instills that confidence, starts to rebuild that trust by saying, I accept ownership for this and I'm going to continue to lead and guide you. I'm not going to leave you on the side of the road. I'm not going to leave you in the dark. I'm not going to make excuses and hope you fall for those excuses because that's been the behavior up to this point. Here's the plan or some variation of that. At the very least, a true leader, particularly a strong leader, will constantly share the plan. Now, what does it take to have a plan? It goes back to the big four. The big four that I've been talking to you guys about from the very beginning of the True Driven Podcast. Values, vision, mission, purpose. If a leader is guided by the value, their, their core values, if they have a vision and, they sh- and they've shared it, if they're connected to and communicating the mission that will help create the reality, that vi- bring that vision into reality, and if they're behaving with purpose, then coming up with that third phrase is not as painful as a lot of people think. Hey, I was wrong. I don't know. But here's the plan. Is a great way to get people calm. Get their attention to see that you mean your you mean business and you take your position of leadership seriously. Not just the position but the identity as a leader, you actually identify as a leader and you're behaving like one. And here's the plan. Think about that. How amazing would it be to hear somebody in a leadership position who's continually fucked up, continually making mistakes, admit, hey, listen, I don't know. I was wrong, but here's the plan. Here's the plan moving forward. I'm not sure how long this plan's going to stay in place. I'm not sure exactly where this is going to go, but this is the plan moving forward. Now, 
we don't have to like the plan if we're the, on the receiving end of this. If we're the follower, we don't have to necessarily like what we hear. But it's damn sure a better answer or a o- better option than somebody who's like, well, I fucked up. Sorry about that. See ya. Like, how annoying is that? So as a leader, understand, again, it's not about being perfect. It's about being awesome. And one of the most awesome behaviors is to admit, I don't know. I was wrong. But here's the plan moving forward. And have the the courage to, res- to and, and the respect for other people to know they're not necessarily going to buy into you. That's okay. They might be a little bit pissed. They, you may not be the most popular person on their Christmas list right now. So don't expect when you say, and here's the plan for them to go, oh, okay, great. Everything's fucking perfect now, right? They're still going to question you. There's still going to be a, a little bit of doubt, a seed of doubt in their mind to wonder, okay, do you mean business? Is it going to be better this time? Or is it at least going to be different in a more effective way? a less shitty way than it was this last time around. So it's not just about spewing out something. It's about admitting you were wrong and then saying, okay, here's the plan moving forward based on what I've learned as a leader from this last gaffe, this last mistake, this last collapse, whatever the thing was. I can see now we didn't handle that very well. So here's the plan moving forward. I can see now that I could have done this better, this differently, or had this in place before we stepped. So based on that, knowing what we now know, here's the plan moving forward. You're probably at this point getting the idea that this is again, again, a conversation about communication. The more a leader communicates, the more precisely a leader communicates and the more openly that leader communicates, meaning it's not just about yelling and talking. It's also about listening and hearing that feedback loop. The more effective we can actually be and show up as leaders. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. It doesn't require a high level of intelligence in order to get this. It doesn't even require a high level of intelligence to perform this, to live this, to behave this. And yet so many people act like this is the fucking hardest thing in the world. Don't get me wrong. Leadership is is hard. That's the reason so few people do it. That's the reason we have so few actual true leaders is because it's fucking hard. It's challenging. It's not rewarding at times. It makes you want to pull your fucking hair out of your head. It makes you want to throw the shit out the window and say, fuck it. I want to ride off into the sunset and just be forgotten about. Can I just do that? Can we just be there already? Can we get to the end? I get it. Sadly, my friend, that's not an option for us. Not as leaders. Not people who truly identify as a true leader. Wannabes and people who have the title so they can get paid for it and get the accolades and the fucking attention and all that kind of shit that they need, acknowledgements, stroking of the ego, that's different, okay? They can behave like shitheads. But for us who are going to actually truly lead, the demands are high. The rewards sometimes are small or insignificant or not there at all. At times, it feels like it's more pain than it's worth. 
I'll tell you what the reward is, though. One of the sweetest rewards you will ever experience as a leader is to charge ahead boldly with vision, with courage, with all that stuff, determination, gusto, whatever, belief, and to fall flat on your face, to to royally screw the pooch, to fuck up so bad, and then to have the default behavior, the natural behavior be, I don't know, I was wrong. And here's the plan. On some level, not all at once, not one right after the other, but to have those three phrases come out of your mouth at some point, in some succession, in some time frame, that's the reward. To know that you marched forth boldly to accomplish a mission. You encountered some sort of, you know, barrier to your success, some sort of opposition. And maybe you succeeded. That's pretty rad. That's a great reward. But what about when you don't? What about when everything goes wrong? What about when it feels like you just can't seem to get a win? Being able to humbly say, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. I don't know, but I'll find the answer. That's a very rewarding moment to feel that inner power, to feel the calm wash over you, to know that in that moment, instead of backing down like a coward, you stepped up like a victor. Then being able to face the people you lead, the people who are counting on you. Sometimes facing the people you follow, your superiors, and say, I was wrong. Despite my best efforts, despite my best ideas, despite all the preparation, despite my awesomeness, I was wrong. And here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's the plan moving forward. The reason it's one of the greatest rewards you'll ever experience as a leader is because You won't necessarily get the promotion right on the spot. You won't necessarily get the standing ovation. You won't necessarily get a pat on the back. But what you will get is one of the most powerful forces in the human experience. And that is respect. Even from your detractors, even from your opponents, even from your rivals, they can't stop but go, you know what? I kind of respect it. Because if they're a true leader themselves, They've been through the ringer. They've been through the gauntlet. They've blown it big time. They've felt that pressure of, oh, fuck. So for somebody to say, man, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how come this happened. I don't know what went wrong, but I was wrong. I was wrong and I admit it. I apologize. I'll figure this out. And then to be able to say, here's the plan. Because if you got them in the hole, it's up to you to get them out. 
and having the courage to admit that you didn't know or that you were wrong or whatever, and then be able to say, here's the plan to get out. That's what people are actually looking for. They're not looking for you to be perfect, my friend. They're looking for you to be awesome. And awesome is that ability to admit that you didn't know or that you admitted that you were wrong. And then to have the courage and the ability to think through under the pressure, under the disappointment, under the shock and awe of your ego being smashed, having the humility to say, here's the plan. I'm not sure if this plan is going to work, but it's better than me sitting on my hands waiting for somebody to rescue me like a victim. Instead, I stand tall like a victor, and I will guide you if you'll follow me. It's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever experience as a leader because that's where your character is forged, in that fire of pressure, in the pressure cooker of everybody's eyes looking at you to see what you're going to do next. It's amazing. My hope for you is that your journey is not easy. My hope for you is that your journey is not smooth. Yes, I want you to have victories. Yes, I want you to have the spoils of success. I want you to have all those things that you aspire for in your business, your career, your path, your journey, your relationships. But I also want for you to have the experience, the gift of the experience of that true test that true challenge that leaders have to go through. And to, uh, to have the ability to truly be and perform and behave and show up as a leader, not just somebody who sits in a position of leadership. There's a big difference. And by the way, a massive disparity right now, more so than ever. You've heard me say this before, the rally cry, we need more leaders. We, it's because it's true. Because so few people will admit they don't know. They'll pass a bunch of bullshit, spin a bunch of messages, throw up a bunch of freaking fluff to appease people because they don't want to face, they don't want to confront the, the, their, their insecurities or their shortcomings. So they won't admit, I don't know. And then when they really fuck up, they won't admit that they were wrong. It seems like the most painful three words for people to admit. Hey, listen, I was wrong. Whether you apologize or not is irrelevant if you can't say those three first words. And then to have the, not just courage, but the creativity under pressure to come up with a plan to get out. If we just had more of those three things, the world would be in a much better place than it is right now. But we got to stop waiting for other people to show up. We got to stop waiting for these people that we have put into positions of leadership. We got to stop waiting for those frauds, those charlatans to somehow figure this out. It's up to us. I'm just, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking tired of waiting. I have been for a very, very long time. So the whole spirit of the True Driven podcast, the True Driven movement is to awaken, to ignite, to mobilize more of you who are true driven leaders. These three phrases, three words long, like nine words in total, will save your ass, but more importantly than just saving your ass, will right the ship and help you truly lead the people, those amazing people who are counting on you. Whether it's your company, whether it's your team, whether it's your friends, your family, whether it's just you. 
you leading yourself with your own personal leadership to admit that you don't know and be okay with that, but have the ownership to say, and I will find out to have that personal leadership to say, I was wrong, not from a place of self-defeat and definitely not from a place of trying to placate the other party, but from a place of true ownership. And then to have the personal leadership to say, here's the plan. Here's the plan that I will own. Here's the plan that I need your support with. Here's the plan that I think will get us out of this. It may take some more. It likely will take tweaks. We're going to have to put some miles on the odometer and see how well this works for the long term. But right now, here's the plan moving forward today. That is what brings the calm. That's what brings back their confidence in you and your confidence in yourself. And more importantly, it's the thing that actually creates the forward momentum and the forward progress that's necessary to dig out of the dark times and get to the better times. It's key and essential, my friends, and it's important now more than it ever has been. You as a leader must take on these three phrases, nine words in total, on any level, Feel free to rewrite them in your own way, but just know that this is applicable to any person in any leadership position. If you truly want to be the leader that you are and not just have the position, just not, not just have the title, you have to be willing to take these on, own them, behave them, and make them a part of who you are as a true driven leader. It starts right here, right now, and it's in all of us. Simple, not easy but absolutely required, so important right now, and the difference maker in every leadership position for any leader, no matter where you are, no matter what walk of life you are, no matter what level of experience you have, this is what we need more now than ever. So the time is now. Let's go. Let's get some. It's time to lead. My friends, thanks for listening in to this episode of the True Driven Podcast again. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Make sure you turn on those notifications. Share this message far and wide. We need more of us, more true leaders, to come together, to rise together, to fly formation, and to lead the way. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven. <laughs>